Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Thank you for tuning in, downloading, and reviewing us here at the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. Because you are amazing. You're amazing with impeccable taste. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you know what else you do? You support this fine, fine podcast through Patreon because you understand that we need to build this community and the support because you know what i'm going to tell you after tennessee this last week couple weeks we are in the movement and the movement is happening and we've been part you not just us you. you have been making this movement happen through the support so thank you Thank you. And you know, when you are a Patreon supporter, you get a special gift from us. Yes. Thank you. In the form of three, 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 (laughs) dry or trois, (laughs) trace, micro idiots a week. And there are hundreds of them. So if you were to become a Patreon today, you literally have a backlog of over 500 to listen to. You could listen to a micro idiot a day and still not be finished a year and a half in. That's how much stupid there is to mock and we've done it. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also wanna thank you for those of you who've gotten a cameo message. That's a video mm-hmm. message. You go to the site cameo and put in Frangela and you can get us to record a special video message just for you or as a gift. Yes, you can have Frangela in your pocket for those moments when you just need like a fuck Trump or a pick me up, a pick me up, or whatever Tell you, you, you are need. boss, whatever mm-hmm. you need at that moment. That's what we're there for because we love you. We love you. And if you can't do those things, and Lord knows we know times are tight and money is tight, then just downloading and reviewing and getting other people interested in this podcast through social media or just your friend group, your milieu, if you will, that is also a really good way to support us. Thank you. Thank you. And always join us on the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show every Friday for the blackest hour in radio history. Yep. Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills and Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller and we all dance. We dance and it is luscious and beautiful. It is luscious and beautiful. Shall we get started? Absolutely. 
Local commissioners reappoint second ousted Tennessee lawmaker. County commissioners in Memphis reappointed Justin Pearson to the state house days after the Republicans expelled him and another black Democrat, Justin Jones, or like we call them, just in time and just in case for leading gun reform chants on the House floor. Local elected officials in Nashville returned Jones to his seat on Monday, a third Democrat Representative Gloria Johnson, who is white, avoided being kicked out by how many votes, Angela? I don't know. One. 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 Because they wanted to make sure to let everybody know that they were kicking out these black men. Absolutely. And God bless uh, Gloria Johnson for calling out truth. Yes. For being very clear. That why she was there was because she's white. That's right. And why they weren't were because, was because they were black. Yes. Now, I have to say, of all of the cheers and things that have happened, my absolute favorite is no Justin, no peace. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is my absolute favorite. And while I never want to just call that, I, I can't help but call them the Justins at this yes. point. And I know yes. that these are two separate, adult, amazing individuals. I, I just got to tell you that, that I don't care who you are in this country, this this should and probably has bothered you for a number of reasons. What the Tennessee Republicans try to do with their supermajority is to say that nobody gets to have a dissenting point of view. And what I found most interesting in this whole past week, Francis, I was watching the other day and um, one of the programs, I want to say it was Chris Hayes, was interviewing a representative Gloria Johnson, mm -hmm. who was one of the three uh, who they threatened to expel but did not. And she said, you know, the day that the day that that happened, the day that the ousting happened or the day after when Justin got back, the first of the Justins got back. She's like, because that, because this became a national story and there were cameras in the room. She's like, we never get anything done because right. of the Republican supermajority. We can't get anything done. They spend all of their time squashing debate, squashing any information or any bills. The only things they're interested in passing are anti-trans legislation, uh, more pro-gun stuff. And they will not, they, they use every legislative tool they have to shut us up from even having a conversation about these things. She said it was our most productive day in the last four years because yep. there were cameras in the room and they had to, we've never had discussions like we had this past week. That's right. And I found that to be one of the most distressing parts of that, that these people in no way are they governing. No, no, no. What they are are authoritarians. Mm -hmm. And we keep on talking about authoritarianism like it's something we're fighting and you're in it. You're yes. soaking in it. We are yep. the frogs. We are being boiled in it. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's not a war worth trying to get out of having. We're in it. We're in it. If you do not understand as a woman, right now that if you are of childbearing age and you use any type of birth control for any reason for any reason you these people want to take that from you they want to take so for me as a mother of a daughter who's about to go to college and go into her adult woman years i am concerned well, actually, in, you know, the reality here is they want to take away the medication, period, whether or not you're of birthing age or not. 
Um, and 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 they they uh, if you take there are lots of these medications people take for lots of other conditions. That's right. They, it wouldn't be available to them either, whether or not they are capable of actually conceiving a child. And that that is the thing that I think people need to understand. I don't even know if these are medications that men take yeah. for anything. Um, so the the idea that legislatures can can make these kind of decisions who are completely unqualified is absolutely crazy. But when you look at what they're doing across the country, and you said it on Stephanie, you've said it on this podcast repeatedly, Francis, the agenda is to get bodies, get black bodies, get brown bodies, get women off the, they do not want us in the room. They do not want us at the table. No. That is their, the GOP's agenda is white supremacy, white male cis Supremacy. supremacy that's it that's it that's it and not only just that christian white male Thank you. supremacy and you have Thank to you. throw that in because that is the other cudgel that they are utilizing to uh forward their argument is well we care about life you don't give a fuck about you don't life. give a fuck about you life you, want, you don't want people life. to have health care you don't want them to have education you don't want you don't them to have access about life. to anything you don't care about life what you care about is controlling black people and women yep that's right. That's what you care about. That's what you and, care and about. That's, and I'm sick of people acting like it's like, kind of one of my pet peeves. What is your When I have this discussion with people, this happened to me just a few days, not long ago. And this man said to me, I'm talking and he's, and he says, well, you know, I mean, I'm talking about this, this, this MAGA situation. I'm talking about the authoritarianism and the fact that it's white supremacy mm-hmm. and that that's what they're after. And, and he says, well, you know, if you're just going to, you know, not like them. I was like, I find this fascinating. I'm having a I'm having a political discussion about bills, about actual things. This isn't a sorority party. This isn't a slumber party. We're not. This isn't a slam book. I don't dislike them. I don't know them. They are taking away, not wanting to, but are actively attacking my rights as an adult person in this country. They are actively taking away my voice and my vote. That's not about whether I like people or not, but but the sexistness of the whole discussion. I've wanted to just lean into that, lean into that point of the sexism of it. Let me tell you something. I just was, I was watching, you know how you're watching a TikTok or something. Mm-hmm. And there's this young, pretty girl, thin, small, and it she, was doing a walk and she was saying how you walk when you're walking normally and how you walk and she changed her walk when you notice a man walking Mm -hmm. a man notices you walking and then she turned it into this you know this thing and for me i'm gonna tell you what what i see happening here is is that white men have an expectation of cis white men have an expectation of how they want to be treated in this world, how they want women to turn on for them, how they want, um, because, you know, women in most interactions with men are worried about being killed. Men are worried about, most men are worried about being laughed at in interactions with women, you know, Mm -hmm. their ego. And what women are doing, have to do as a survival technique in this world is to continuously make men happy. Don't upset them too much. Don't let them get too upset. They don't want to be disliked. And going back to your disliked moment, right? Do you dislike them? Who gives a fuck? 
Well, I, I mean, it just it takes an intellectual argument and turns it into because I'm I think because I'm a woman and turns it into some sort of like or dislike argument. That's what and I'm I, saying. And, and and it's and that's a who cares? I exactly. But but it's about but it's about you performing as a woman. Exactly. I'm incapable of intelligent thought and I have the right to make decisions and choices about bills and people that ever I want to. And the idea that you take what are absolutely legit and verifiable real things, tangible attacks against our democracy and try to devolve it down to I just don't like people right well because you know why you know why because you as a black person and this going back to the first story here these two Tennessee lawmakers let me tell you what the problem is and I'm gonna say it how I motherfucking feel it say it what these what the GOP are angry about and why they got ousted is black people, black, black men, black women aren't supposed to be able to utilize the law in the same way white men are. That's why they're angry at Alvin Bragg. That's why Jim Jordan wants to call Alvin Bragg in, because excuse my language and Laura, please, please bleep me. What they really want to say is what you doing? With the know your place, Starkey. Know your place. Know your place. It is the most the condescension, the patronizing, the the low down slave massa equality of this discourse. I'm telling you, is lost on no one. And this is, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people. When I, if you could not, my white allies, I love you. I love I you. Really I love you. And I, because I think you, if you didn't know before, and a lot of you did, but if you didn't know before, what I know you know now is that you being a black for an hour is fatiguing. <laughs> right? It is absolutely enervating to get up every day and be black. It, it's, it is really hard. <laughs> and most of the time, all we want is a day off. Just a day off. And we couldn't even celebrate Justin Pearson. Um, I'm sorry. It was... Uh, yeah, Justin Pearson coming Pearson back. Pearson was the, the most recent one, right? Most re See, right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hippie to something. I don't know which last name goes with which Justin. <laughs> well, I, Pearson is my fro brother. Okay. Okay. Because the, Prince, I call the other Justin Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling is in my head. <laughs> if he could just for me, just once on the floor go, <laughs> I would be really, really happy. <laughs> and I would like him to wear his hair out. Right? I mean, because fuck these people. Fuck them, people. Fuck Where's the shiki? Then wear it out. I don't even care if you just just anything to mess, make them mad. I'm so over it. In his most recent racist rant yet, Fox News's Tucker Carlson has been torched for his latest on-air meltdown. Ooh, ooh, Tucker. Tucker lost his mind. Let me tell you something. The articulateness of these young black men are driving mm -hmm. him insane. Driving these P these GOP motherfuckers insane. And I love it. Every minute of it. Because here's the thing. You can't, you can't, he's not going after Justin Pearson for his views. No. He's not going after him because he's trying to protect children from being ripped apart by AR-15s. No. He ain't going for, uh, after, what's he going after him for, Angela? Being black and having the audacity to stand up and speak. That's right. I'm going to tell you 
tell you something too. I find it fascinating, absolutely fascinating that what that what what really has happened here is what they're mad about, what Tucker's mad about, what those Tennessee Republicans are mad about is that they did this them, to themselves. Mm-hmm. Is that they took two 27, I believe they are 27-year-olds, yes, um black men who had been elected uh, into office and they elevated them to civil rights heroes. And they did it. They did it. That's right. National, international heroes. And let me tell you something. They're going to get money for it. They are. That's right. We go encourage you. Send the Tennessee Democratic Party some money. Yes. And particularly their campaigns and Gloria. We like Gloria. Get Gloria some money too. Gloria Johnson. Because, is that that right? Yeah, Johnson. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, Tucker... Tucker, it's hard. I don't know. Do you think that Tucker wakes up and says, how can I be more racist than I was yesterday? Do you think he does? No. It feels like he does. No. He's really good at outing himself. Tucker, Tucker is Tucker. And Tucker gets paid for Tucker's, you know, ideas. And what I love is, is that sooner or later, Fox is going to have to pay for Tucker. Dude, I find this amazing. So Tucker, basically, what he said has said was on his show the other night, he called, he basically, uh, well, not basically, he did, in fact, call Pearson, Justin Pearson, uh, said that he spoke as if he were a sharecropper. Now, I, I, I need you to understand something about that. I found this, he went all the way back mm-hmm. to find to find a dog horn with some, mating call um, that that could say what he wanted to say very clearly. And what he ended up saying very clearly, he said, this is a quote from the show. Justin Pearson wasn't white. That's probably how he got into boy Bowdine. I don't know how you say that school in the first place. He said that in reference to the main base liberal arts college where uh, Justin Pearson, I guess, attended, went to school. But he did. Which is, thing- which is he couldn't get in. He couldn't get in on his intelligence. No, he got in because he's black. He got in because he's black. Because all that favoritism towards black people in this country. Right. Right. You know, all that favoritism. Well, you know what? And let me let me stoke your anger because your child didn't get into the school they didn't they wanted to. Let me show you that how this this black guy got into a school that he certainly shouldn't have been in. That's the unhidden message that he's saying. Yeah, he's directly saying it. This person, without having any knowledge of his academic record no. or anything at all, he says he doesn't just infer it. He says it. This is yes. probably how he got in. So he went on to say, um, but he did an inf- fantastic impression of it, it being pretending to be white. That was the old Justin Pearson before his transition, in quotes. He goes on to say, you got to ask yourself, as long as we're mimicking civil rights leaders who died almost 60 years ago, why not some variety? You never see politicians transi- transitioning to say Malcolm X. Why is that, he asked? Because Maybe because Malcolm X didn't talk like a sharecropper. He spoke dignified standard English dignified standard English. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Going back to everything, white men think they own everything. You you own speech. Yeah. You own speech. Let me tell you something about being black. Again, about being black. What we do and what I've done my entire life and Angela has too, is code switch. That's right. And what and what makes white people angry is that we can do it. That I that yeah. that I can be my I can live in my blackness. I can live in the glory of my culture and practice yours better than you fucking can too. 
That's right. It's Langston Hughes. We wear the mask and understand that we all, but this is what really frustrates me, Francis, about the whole discussion of like coded speech or we all have different ways of speaking in different environments. For example, we all know that on air, Tucker says Trump is amazing, but off air, he hates him and doesn't think he is. Well, that's his cold switching. Those are two different. <laughs> and, then, and on top of that, if I had to watch Alex Murdoch up there talking about as a crow flies and, uh, uh, you know, mama and sister and all these, all this slang that his country club ass, please. Well, you know? I, I mean, all, all these Kentucky, Iowa, Tennessee, Arkansas motherfucking representatives, all nothing but corn fucking pong falls out of their fucking mouths. When it's convenient. But he's going to take this this young man who he's paid no attention to in the no. past and decide who he is and how he gets to display that. And I, I say a heartedly, fuck you, Tucker. Yes. Because you not get to decide how anybody behaves or That's speaks. That's right. And just That's because right. your speech is not good and you are not an orator, nor are you elected to anything, and you're a jerk who really should be getting in some pretty big trouble very soon. Yep. Um, I, I look at the situation and I'm like, this what I what I am happy about is people, you know, from everybody from the Supreme Court on down decided that when President Obama got elected, racism was over. A bunch of people really thought, including me, that maybe things were better. And I think I knew it wasn't over. But you but we didn't realize how hard the backlash would be, that it would go straight up to Holocaust denying, um genocidal supremacy, autocratic supremacy. But that's that's exactly what it's done. Yes. Appeals court restores FDA approval of abortion pill with restrictions. Y'all, okay. we got to get in these streets. I, I, I understand why they put, they so they've maintained a restriction on mailing it, even while at the same time saying it, that, you know, it should be available because it's been FDA and the emergency approval or whatever, not emergency, but the approval of it. Uh, FDA approval should stand. I don't, why have... Why keep that in place? Why keep them? You can't mail it in place. Let me tell you like, something. Let me tell you something. This, this, this is supposed to be the United States of America. I am supposed to be able to travel and have the same rights in every state in this country. The fact that this Michigash is happening with a drug from that was approved by the FDA that had been in utilized for years beyond that before that in Europe and that a judge who is not a doctor right. who doesn't have the information based on his moral compass decides in some really craptastic study that's barely a study right so, like it's it's Kelly or Helensky Institute wouldn't try to put it for his study no that's how bad it is no, the fact that he can stop and hold up people's health care, that's not okay. It's insane. All right. And I don't understand why this, the uh, appeals court would, uh, would keep in place any part of that. Any um, part. Other, yeah, it's, it's, it's not okay. And it's, we have to get these people out of office and we have to look at the judges that are on the bench and, and whether or not they're qualified. Because this is not qualification. No. This is not judging. 
No. This is put again for everything that they want to sit there and drag Alvin Bragg out. This is what they're, this is the authoritarianism that is happening on the ground in the states through oh, judging, pushing this political agenda. This is not, this is not a case that came before a judge. This is a political agenda being forwarded by the appointment of certain judges. And, and, and yeah. And, and we have to we have to look at it like that. And, and and I'm getting really sick of the hypocrisy because on the one hand, you got Jim Jordan trying to drag in Alvin Bragg because he believes that that the federal government has some should have a say in this state level issue. But mm -hmm. then in another. But then when it comes to this abortion, bill, states should get to decide whether or not you can have abortion. But then when it comes to whether right. or not, like you can't the back and forth of it. Come on. Now, so, it's, stupid. It's selective. It's selective outrage. Uh, and it drives me crazy. This story, this story is the one that gets me here. Man behind big intelligence leak worked on military base. The man who shared hundreds of classified Pentagon documents with a close knit group on social media platform Discord worked on a military base and the 20 or so people in the invitation only server he moderated included Russians, Ukrainians and other foreigners. A member of the now deleted group told the Washington Post the unidentified source said the man posting the documents called OG was in his mid-20s and loved guns, God, and sharing government secrets with the group, dubbed. <laughs> it's, it's like, what I, it made me think of like his dating profile. Yes. Things I love, guns, God, and sharing government secrets. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Dubbed the Thug Shaker Central. The post source, a minor. Okay, this is not even... Full, full age said he had known OG for about four years and considered him a close friend and wouldn't reveal the leaker's name or where he lives until OG is either captured or flees the US. I got to, I have to stop in here and, and say again, America, when are you going to call white terrorism? Thank you what it is because yeah. what i need to i need to articulate this out because racists still and white supremacists have children mm -hmm. and they raise them up and because we had a president who sat there and said that this is you know deep state yep that that the government is no good. So then when we bring new people into the military, onto these military bases, then you've got these people with these ideas who are not supporting America, who are not here to, to work for the betterment of the government, who are not here to, to help us. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it, it, for me, it, this is exactly why you're going to continue to have this. You're going to continue to have people who feel like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm making shit happen because I love God. I love guns. I love the government. And I'm going to expose everything. You know, I, I talk for a second about top secret and what does that actually mean because it feels like a lot of people have access to top secret documents and i'm wondering i know that i have a very hard time keeping a secret from myself <laughs> you know or you 
So I'm trying to figure out, I mean, we have to tell Stephanie all the time, look, don't tell us about things until you want them announced because we, right. We can't, I don't know if we can, things just fall out, you know, <laughs> like it's not even an intention. It just falls out. I couldn't talk to my mother a week before our we were surprising her on for her birthday one year because things kept, every time I talked to her, things would fall out. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I just don't understand. We, we really have to look at that because this person doesn't sound like they're even, and I'm not, I'm not clear, but they don't sound even like they're particularly that high up. No, no. But, but when we, here's the, the thing is the assumption that just because you're white, a white male in the military that you love this country in a specific mm -hmm. kind of way, because, because like the laws of it, the laws of it. Because this person, these are people who, this is, I have to say it over and over and over. We have a ton of people in the military, in the police, who right. are anti-government. That's right. They're there to tear it down. And we'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back. A Delaware Superior Court judge sanctioned Fox News for withholding evidence in the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems. It just, that just feels so good, Angela. It just, girl, it feels, I'm not kidding. It feels, it's like a bomb mm. on my heart because this whole moment, which is, I, I just needed people to pay. I need people to pay for what they have done to this country. That's right. Judge Eric Davis said Fox lawyers had previously, quote, represented to him more than once that Rupert Murdoch was only an officer at Fox Corp and didn't have any role in Fox News. The distinction may have narrowed what Fox turned over as part of the discovery process, like Murdoch's internal emails and text messages. Davis also said that the network has a credibility problem, quote unquote, and such information could have led him to make different rulings earlier in the case, adding, quote, by the way, an omission is a lie. <laughs> Davis also said he would appoint a so-called special master to investigate whether the network lied to the court and withheld key evidence. The sanctions imposed against Fox will allow Dominion to conduct additional depositions of some of Fox witnesses or redo any already done and that Fox will do everything that they can do to make the person available and will be at the cost to Fox. I have to tell you that in some of these, some of these um, voicemail, you know, some of these recorded, recorded conversations mm -hmm. that we've are that we're hearing, it's really clear why they withheld them because mm -hmm. it was going to ruin that whatever case they think at Fox News they might be able to bring and understand that every time Francis, every time that they that article said Davis, that's the judge. That's the, the judge. That's Judge Davis. That's yes. not. That's not. Some right, you know, left wing pundit or some comedy. That's, that's the actual judge in the case who's saying you you lied to me through omission. I believe yeah. I'm gonna find out, and you have kept away evidence that you have you are supposed to show in discovery. And now we still gonna move ahead, and you're gonna have to do all this. Yep, it is. They have no respect, no, for the law. None. 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 And this is my other problem. We keep on talking like 1.6 billion dollars is a lot. It is not a lot of money to these people. 
They paid $32 million to a chick that, you know, what's his face? O'Reilly was, you know, chasing around my office. See, I think that for them, the money obviously is an issue, but that's, there's also, you know, that's my understanding of how this works. And again, could be wrong, is that that's what they're asking for. They could get more. I hope it's they do. There are punitive damages. I think, I believe a jury can actually award more. But on top of it, it's really the ruling and it's really the inability for Fox to keep saying it. That, what they're about to find out is that there are other things that will happen. Because of this. Because of this. And that they will not be able to continue to. And they won't be able to keep it from people. This is what I love. And to your point, Angela, meanwhile, a Fox Corp shareholder has sued Murdoch and four other board members, accusing them of failing to stop Fox News from, quote, reporting false and dangerous misinformation about the 2020 presidential election. That is the, those are the cases. And for me, I need every American that has been lied to because I want to bring a case against right. Fox because they have damaged me in That's my right. life. That's right. With these lies. That to me is what's important. Because the moment we that all of that, we pull back that rock and we see all that bullshit up underneath it, that is when that's where we do the kill move. It's the idea that this network is able to continually to this moment put out lies. That's right. Lies that have endangered all of us. Yep. All of us is insane. The country, the government, people, individuals, I need this, I need this corporation to pay. Um, next up, Prince Harry is going to King Charles's <laughs> coronation without wife Megan. And I my petty ass had to put it in there. I had to put it in. You're my not petty ass. You know what? You know what? I like fuck y'all. Mm. You don't get to no. No, you, you ain't I know. No, 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 fuck you. And Prince Harry will attend his daddy's coronation in May, but his wife, Meghan Markle, will not. Because y'all don't like her. She don't need, here's the thing. Why do I even need to put on the dress? Okay. Okay, and I'm, I, I'm surprised Harry's going. I'm not, because that's his daddy. And it's a big thing. And the reality is, to me, there is, I, I could go, you, I can go several ways, which is my first way is don't let motherfuckers take shit from you. That's owed yeah. to you. You are a motherfucking prince. We'll see. In this but family. is that owed to any of them? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like well there's, here's there's the that, thing. You know? Well, well, well it, as, as currently, it is being, currently yeah. being practiced. Yes. Go bitch, go get your shit, get your share. And I, I think that from, from obviously this is lighter fare, but I think it is really important to note that I have this, you know, for me, there are certain things that are sort of excusable, right? Mm -hmm. If you will. And there are things that aren't. And um, I think that when we allow racists to exist in our family, that's why they get to exist everywhere. That's mm -hmm. because everybody's somebody's family. Yep. And, and that's, that's, it, it, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the sum total of my articulate statement about it. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it. Um, but you know what? Again, I have to say uh, uh, out loud, I am proud of Prince Harry and Meghan. 
I'm proud of everything that they have done for themselves. I think that they are a wonderful example of how to get rid of toxic family members and not how not to suck down what you've been taught and told and how you were told to behave and how you were told that you need to react. No, fuck that. You can make your own path in this world. That's right. And you don't, it doesn't have to be dictated to you. And that is why I'm proud of these people. Exactly. Next up, the EPA proposed tougher tailpipe emissions limits that could require up to 67% of new vehicles sold in the U.S. to be electric by uh, all electric by 2032. I think that's really important because here in California, there is an ad going on talking about, and I, I understand, but I know it's from the oil company saying, you know what? We have to get 75% of our oil here in California from elsewhere. And here's my thing. If we want to have new, new technologies, the way we get there is by practicing them. Yeah. And and doing it. We don't get there by saying sitting there all day going, but we need to drill for gas here. No, we need to practice new principles and use new tools if we want to get off the dicks of the fucking Saudis. Okay. Absolutely. And because because you are watching right now China create try to create peace between these arab countries and russia and remove the dollar and here's the thing if you don't want to be in that if you don't want to have to have those conversations get off of their dicks okay that's i mean that should be the title of the legislation (laughs) you know absolutely absolutely if you may then why are we playing with these motherfuckers? Why are we playing with them? Why are we playing with them? Go make... It, here, and my husband and I always talk about this too. It's like, no, I don't need a seat at the table. I need a whole new structure. Yep. I need a whole new paradigm. Yep. Stop chasing. Stop chasing people who are doing us wrong. Why? These people don't care about us. That You know? And I, we don't need those resources. Exactly. <laughs> we can we can make our own resources, y'all. Okay, next up. The Federal Reserve projects that the nation's economy will fall into a mild recession by years in. Y'all, I feel pushed and pulled. I can't with these announcements. I feel pushed and pulled. I can't because every because at the end, beginning of the week is one thing and the end of the week is something else. The <laughs> jobs report. I just it's it makes me I like, you know. What people, I think the thing that's really important to understand is that that a lot of things don't affect us, although we're the same, the way that they get promulgated in the press. So like the interest rate sounds, and it is, it's not that it's unimportant, but it really isn't a day-to-day, it doesn't, it's not going to fuck with you the same way that it fucks with, say, a big corporation or things like that. So it's the way that, the, that we get talked to about the economy, I think is very confusing mm-hmm. and, and makes it seem like, you know, like even the jobs numbers, but we, I, I mean, most people I know have multiple jobs. That's right. You know, so it's very... I find the whole discussion, the back and forth of it, extremely confusing. And that's why I like to simplify down. Listen, somebody like, what's his name? Who does the, he does the little messages on free speech TV, him. 
Well, I don't know, girl. You know who he is. Yeah, you so. all know who I'm talking about. Right. I'm, I live in the world of imprecision now. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> You're right. Well, oh, speaking of imprecision, Trump sued Michael Cohen for half a billion dollars over allegations that his former attorney violated their attorney-client relationship and breached a confidentiality agreement. Okay. You mean you mean when when you had your DOJ prosecute him and made him talk about the case and your information? Now you mad? Look, Trump went crazy the other night and said a whole bunch of crazy shit. He said Kim Jong Un was great. He Y'all said I saw that. That, that Xi Jinping was great and Putin was great. These were all great. And then Biden wasn't on the eve of these, you know, he just he did a lot of damaging, horrible things that no other, what the Dixie chicks would have been burned alive for coming anywhere near saying um, <laughs> while the president was on foreign soil, you know, um, and, and I, you know, and then this lawsuit is ridiculous because the thing that you're, that you are never protected from with your lawyer or anyone else is crimes. It's crime. There, there you go. A protected conversation with your lawyer about criminality that if you in fact that's why lawyers are like don't tell me nothing because if they can't if they know they can't help you and this lawyer was a part of the crime that's right (laughs) so it's his business too exactly (laughs) see how that works (laughs) see this is why we say it all the time on idiot of the week and clearly trump isn't listening you got to do your own crime in because the minute you involve other people those are yes. what we call witnesses. Exactly. And conspiracy. All right. Thank you. Thank and that you. is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. I wanted to make sure we read this. This is from a wonderful friend, David G. He said, hey, ladies. Um, before I start, I'm not a fan of white savior as an expression, at least in this situation. Here, I prefer to think of what I did as using my metric fuck ton of white male privilege for good. So here's what happened. I was listening to the third hour of Stephanie Miller's show where you spoke about the Tennessee Democrats who were booted and about the systemic racism that's taken over the country. This is when I turned a corner in my small Alabama town and saw a cop talking to a black kid. And when I say a kid, if he was a teenager, it was a recent development. I mean, really, he looked like a child. I could see from both their body languages that it was a tense situation. I pulled up beside them and asked if everything was okay. The cop basically told me to mind my own business, but the kid looked scared. I asked what the kid was suspected of doing. The cop said he was loitering. The kid looked at me and said he was going home. I asked the cop if the kid was being accused of committing some kind of crime, and the cop repeated, loitering. This is when I looked at the kid and I asked him if he lived nearby. He nodded, and the cop made a noise that told me he was getting pissed off by this exchange. I told the kid to get in my car, and I told the cop that I would happily deliver the kid to his home. There was a pause, and the cop, who was turning beet red, told the kid to get out of there. The kid got in my car, and we drove away from the scene. Wow. The kid lived less than a mile away and didn't say a damn word the entire time. He got out at his house and ran inside. I made two very critical mistakes in this episode. One, I didn't get out, of, out my phone and video the whole thing. And two, I didn't get the cop's name. I wasn't thinking. I fully expect to get pulled over a lot in the future, though. When I turned that corner and I saw the scene playing out before me, I just thought of all those black children who have been murdered by police for that, for fucking nothing. At that moment, I said to myself, no. Not on my fucking watch. And clearly the cop in this situation had nothing on the kid. He just knew he could hassle him, maybe get the kid to run. And we know how the story plays out from there. David in Alabama. David, you did everything. Yeah, you did. Perfectly right. And I, this is going to make me cry again. Uh, Because that child got home. Yeah. And in no small part, I do believe because, because of you. Yep. 
And it's because you cared. Because you cared and you got involved. And it's it's scary to get involved because yep. these police are they 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 have been known to take out anybody who stands in the way of them and their systematic systemic or systematic rather torture of um our community. And I just for that child, for his his parents, for yep. his family, you know, for all of us, I say thank you because thank seriously, you. see something, do something. Like yep. like it's just a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. Next up, this is from Lorinda C. OMG, I almost missed this. Thank you. This is the funniest birthday wish I have ever seen. Thank you, ladies. Lorinda, we sent her a birthday message. That's what we do with Patreon, y'all. With Patreon. We wanted to say happy birthday again and again and again. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then um, we also have uh, Kathleen, I believe here yes. one second i'm just yeah. trying to get to her kathleen she says this is the title that uh with it with ev- with everything in me uh kathleen l says uh thank you for everything you do everything you are so needed and essential i am sorry for the pain you are feeling over the latest edition of the flagrant demonstration of blatant racism please remember that you are precious appreciated revered admired and loved and i could lend you my shoulder to lean on lean your head on for a moment oh if i could lean uh lend you my head my shoulder to lean your head on for a moment i would i would pat your back and whisper thank you and our shared tears would water the hope for what our hearts desire kathleen thank you kathleen thank you and i think that was about the justins yes absolutely we want to thank you so much for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. It really is lovely to hear from you. And we love you and thank you. We love you. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there but don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.